I really believe that God created us for beauty and for goodness and that he is breaking in again and again into our darkness in these moments of beauty, in the beauty of his world, um, calling us back to a vision for who we were meant to be and what he is redeeming us to. Welcome to the Jesus Storybook Bible Podcast, a place where we remind you that grace can rewrite any story, that hope shines a light through our darkest moments, and that God's love changes lives. Here's your host, New York Times bestselling author, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Hello, I'm Sally Lloyd-Jones, author of the Jesus Storybook Bible, which tells the story of God's never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. Welcome to the show. Our guest today is writer Sarah Clarkson. She is, in her own words, quote, a writer who's fascinated by good books, beauty, theology, and imagination, end quote. So we're going to have a great conversation, you can tell already. And she has all these fabulous quotes on her website, so I couldn't resist. Here are just two of them. Quote, in a world where thrushes sing and willow trees are golden in the spring, boredom should have been included among the seven deadly sins, end quote, Elizabeth Googe. And the second quote from George Eliot, quote, it seems to me that we can never give up longing and wishing while we are thoroughly alive. There are certain things we feel to be beautiful and good, and we must hunger after them, end quote. Sarah loves words and stories. In fact, stories have been a lifeline to her. They have been the way God has shown his goodness to her in her darkest times. After being diagnosed with OCD as a teenager, Sarah found comfort in immersing herself in stories. And when she did, she found that God's goodness pierced through her mental darkness with small acts of ordinary beauty, like the simple act of reading a book. Sarah is honest and courageous and vulnerable. She has a gift for making abstract ideas real. We talk about children and the power of stories. We talk about imagination and books and hobbits and how in a mysterious way, God can use beauty to transform and heal us. Beauty as God's grace to us in the midst of our brokenness. I love that. I'm so honored to have her on the show. I know you'll be as moved by her message of defiant hope as I have been, and the way Sarah opens our eyes to the beauty that is all around us, and the God who just can't stop loving us. So without further ado, please welcome my friend, and now yours, Sarah Clarkson. I think I've been interested in writing and books and beauty and theology most of my life. And so it's been a long, a long journey to get to those places. But I started writing when I was in my teens and did a lot of, uh, did a lot of research and reading and then writing about the importance of reading and story to kind of the formation of our souls and sense of self and initially researched it for um, children and then ended up just seeing how deeply I think it applies to everyone and um, just our need, I think, on the level of spiritual and 
individual formation, lifelong for stories, I just began doing tons of research. And I just was blown away by, by the power of reading to shape our view of the world, to understand ourselves, to see us ourselves as, as agents or heroes, or in the sense of having power to affect the narratives in which we are placed in our own lives, the narrative of the world around us. Um, and also just the incredible impact of vocabulary on children, like the more words they know, the more of the world they're able to grasp and understand and interact with because the world, the more you can describe the world, the more in a, in a sense you can see it. There's a real way in which language interacts with our capacity to, to see and envision what is possible. I was diagnosed at 17 with obsessive compulsive disorder, which um, for me, I think I think we often think of OCD as, um, you know, just being kind of a, a bit of a clean freak, but it, it has so many different manifestations in so many different ways that it affects people. And um, for me, mine was a form that it, I just was um, kind of had a, a constant barrage from the time I was 17 of thoughts in my mind, um, of violence, of perversion, of these just images I could not control, I couldn't. Um, I couldn't push them away and they, they just dismantled my sense of self and my faith and it just crippled me in many ways um, for a number of years. And in the midst of that, I think they really unraveled my sense of surety and who God was and his, and his goodness and his kindness towards me. Because I think, you know, I grew up in a, in a beautiful and passionately Christian home and, and I'm so deeply grateful for the faith that I, I inherited in that sense from my parents. Um, but I think that when OCD crashed into my world, there was a real sense of, wait, if I'm, I thought I, I thought God loved me. I thought I was safe. Um, and I think that there was that reckoning that I think that we are all called to in a broken world too. Oh my goodness, this is the broken place and we are profoundly broken within it. And in that sense, it caused a real period of having to renegotiate my faith. And I think in many ways to make it my own the places I have most encountered God's presence in my life and my suffering have been not in arguments of theology, not in arguments that people have given me in the, in the midst of suffering. In fact, arguments often were the things that pushed me away from belief in God. Um, this seemed this casual, it's, it's God's will, you know, just accept it. But I did encounter God's goodness in story. Reading the Lord of the Rings for me was a profound experience. You know, here's this epic story talking about the vast battle between goodness and evil and the heroes who choose to believe in the possibility of goodness um, beyond um, beyond the touch of darkness. There's a passage when Sam, the little hobbit, is looking up out of Mordor and they're they're exhausted and hopeless and they're in a land of such cruelty and total darkness and they have very little hope of, of completing their mission. But it says Sam looked up and saw a star, this light and high beauty um, that was you know, he's in that moment, he realized that the darkness was a passing thing and that it is hope and goodness and beauty that will endure. And I think this is something I, I believe in um, just in my life now. I mean, my, my life is still very much shaped by OCD, um, but I've become to believe in the small acts of daily, ordinary beauty as profoundly defiant of evil. Um, you know, filling a mug, a blue and white mug with daffodils is in this this tiny way, this ordering of the world. These daffodils, either they mean nothing or they mean everything. Either they just happen in a, in a broken world, or you say, these spring flowers are crafted by the goodness of a profoundly loving creator. And they continue to speak to his goodness and they continue to promise us 
the hope of a world redeemed. And in this moment, this beauty that has come to me is the speaking and the kindness of God. And in that sense, um, I think especially stories of imagination also help us to, in a sense, follow the path, um, that, to, to follow the path that the beautiful and the world that God has created sets out before us. And it's what Tolkien would have called the joy beyond the walls of the world, poignant as grief. We're able to glimpse a goodness that reaches to us, even in the frailty and the brokenness and the fallenness of creation, we still see the echoes of God's goodness and beauty. But I think that's very much part of the work that imagination does in our spiritual lives and in the way we envision ourselves as those who've entered God's story. This is a passage from the Jesus Storybook Bible called The Singer. Wherever Jesus went, lots of people went too. They loved being near him, old people, young people. All kinds of people came to see Jesus, sick people, well people, happy people, sad people, and worried people, lots of them, worrying about lots of things. So Jesus sat them all down and he talked to them. The people sat quietly on the grassy mountainside and listened. See those birds over there, Jesus said. Everyone looked. Little sparrows were pecking at seeds along the stony path. Where do they get their food? Perhaps they have pantries all stuffed up, cabinets full of food. No, Jesus said, they don't need to worry about that because God knows what they need and he feeds them. Jesus knew that God would always love and watch over the world he had made, everything in it, birds and flowers and trees and animals and everything. And most of all, his children. We are born into the story of God's beautiful world. The, the narrative of creation is that it was made by a creator who cares and who crafts, who had an artisanship and a tenderness that is in many senses visible to us. I think that the beauty changes its face over the whole surface of the earth, but you see the care of the creator. And I think that care is meant to communicate the nature of his care for us who are made in his image, who are his special creation. You can get the Jesus Storybook Bible wherever books are sold. To find out more about the book and all of Sally's other books, please visit Sally at sallylloyd-jones.com and follow her on Instagram at sallylloydjones and at Jesus underscore storybook underscore Bible. Before we go, don't forget, God loves you with a never stopping, never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever, love. Oh, hello, it's me again, Sally. I'm just popping back briefly to say two things. The first thing is, don't forget to subscribe to the show because that way you'll get the stories straight to your phone. And the other thing is, while we're at it, would you rate the show and leave us a review? That would be so great because it helps other people find the show too. I really appreciate your help. Thank you.